Welcome into Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. This is episode 10. I am your host, Carter E. Once again, on the other side of the table from me is my producer, Jeff Mulvihill of InstaImage.com. He is once again today's sponsor, www.InstaImage.com. I am Carter Eckle, as I've said already a couple times. I am the sports director for the Nevada News Group here in, based out of Carson City. Uh, you can find my work with the Nevada Appeal and Record Courier online at www.nevadaappeal.com and recordcourier.com. Today, plenty of basketball talk as we really get into the thick of the league season. I guess now, technically, we're winding down after this week, given that teams only have roughly six or seven league games left. Seedings are starting to kind of shake their way out. We'll go over that here in a second, and then we will cap it with a little wrestling talk. I know the last two episodes have been very wrestling-centric, but we still have some scores to update you on there. But first, I mean, I spent four days in a row at in that Douglas Hyde gym, and I think I need to start paying rent out there. Uh, Douglas boys, 3-0 and this week. Looking pretty good with wins over Reno Carson and Damani Ranch. Damani Ranch being the most recent as of last night. I guess for listeners' sake, we are taping this on a Saturday morning, so a little earlier than usual. But I don't think there's anything going on this weekend that will make breaking news that uh, won't get talked about on the podcast before this comes out early next week. Like I said, the boys, Douglas boys, 3-0 and this week. They are now 7-3 and in Class 5A North League play. They are well in control of the third seed now. They actually have a shot at the second seed, but we will get to that in a second 57-39 win over Reno on Tuesday, 67-45 win over Carson on Thursday in a game that was originally postponed from last week, and then an 81-61 win over Damani Ranch Friday night, avenging a eight-point loss to the Mustangs from December 7th in Reno, or at Damani Ranch, if you will. Here's the thing about the Tigers. They... They're really starting to figure it out. They're starting to look good. They're starting to look talented. That, Not that they didn't look talented before, but they're they putting that talent together, I guess, is a better way of putting that. Against Damani Ranch last night, they had 20 assists as a team, along with 14 steals and five blocks. I talked to Chris Smalley last night. We won't hear from him on this episode. We will hear from co- head coach Corey Thacker, but I guess I'll start down on the block for them between Chris Smalley and Theo Reed. They're averaging between the two of them about four or five blocks a game. There's just not a lot for teams to get on the inside unless you can somehow find a way to get them out of the paint first and then make your way in, which, uh, you know, they're both pretty athletic and they're lengthy and they have been knocking shots away left and right off the backboard. You better get your paint presence established early. It was something Demonte Ranch was able to do a little bit of in that first meeting, obviously Douglas did not have Chris Smalley in that first meeting. He had not yet made it back on the floor from an arm injury, but he was back last night and uh, he went eight of 10 from the floor. He had 18 points. He is four of four from the three point line this season. All four of those threes came in the last two days, two against Carson, two against Demonte Ranch. He banked one in against Carson. He was joking with me uh, Friday night that he's not sure he should keep shooting now that he's four for four. He's, uh, perfect, perfect from beyond the arc, and he said he hadn't taken one up until uh, up until against Carson. They're not, they're falling though, so maybe 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 occasionally look get uh, get some respect out there on the the wing and open up that that driving lane. But I am no coach, so once again, Douglas boys three and zero this week. 
Against Reno, 13 assists as a team, nine steals, four blocks. Against Carson, nine assists, eight of them came from Cason Boggs. 19 steals is the big number there, and four more blocks. It's the Douglas defense that has really started to, I guess, turn the corner for the Tigers. And we have an interview with Corey Thacker here in a little bit. You will very quickly sense that theme. I've been talking to him. As that defense is starting to figure it out, the team is starting to come together. Or the play is starting to come together on top of that that defense figuring it out. Well, Douglas is an aggressive defensive team, as as Kaysen told me Thursday night and is in the, the recap from that Carson game, which you can find online at recordcourier.com or nevadaappeal.com, as I said earlier. They like to press, at least recently, and it's worked very well for them. Um, they do gamble a little bit there, but they're so long and athletic that they can get hands in the passing lane. They trap you right around that half court line. And I mean, nine steals, 19 steals and 14 steals in three games. It's roughly an average of what? 12 or so steals a game. And that'll, that'll work. You'll take that. Obviously Reno Carson and Damani ranch are teams that are kind of are below Douglas in the standings. So they will have a much tougher test as they go into their second meeting with Spanish Springs and Bishop Minogue. But as you see that defense start to come together, you can start to see why the Tigers are getting some confidence in in the team as a whole. And as I said a second ago, now clearly in third place. I think unless they manage to completely fall apart, which I don't see happening, I don't think there's any way they finish lower than third in the North standings going into the playoffs. Case and Boggs had 22 last night against Damani Ranch. Like I said, Chris Smalley had 18. Theo Reed had 11 against Carson, and then six more against Damani Ranch last night. Like I said, with two blocks as well. And then they're getting production from elsewhere. Dakota Jones had seven against Damani Ranch. Kind of can can come and go as you need. As you need, Thomas McDowell's done the same thing. J.C. Reed, very athletic point guard for the Tigers. Also, but without further ado, here is our conversation with Douglas High head coach Corey Thacker about what is working so well for the Tigers. Corey, I guess to start with, obviously, it's you guys had a tight game through the first half. I believe it was 30 to 29, and you guys went on something like a 35 14 run from, from that point on. What do you think the biggest difference was from, I guess, that mid third quarter to, to the end of the game? Um, just defensive intensity. I mean, we, we changed up some things. Um, we made some adjustments, and the kids made the adjustments at halftime, and, you know, we executed it, right? I mean, it really was just getting after them because the end of that second quarter, we had a little bit more energy and picked it up. In the third quarter, I think we just really warmed down real quick. You know what I mean? We're getting them going full court with them because um, we wanted to see how they were and fill them out. And then I, mean, I thought our kids did a really good job making the adjustment in the second half. Uh, I guess this may not be a perfectly phrased question, but it was. A, do you think it was more important with the the? I guess your three quarter court pressure was it the interior defense getting getting a lot of those blocks on the inside. Uh, I think it was a little of both. I mean, it's it makes it. Um, we have dudes that are, are coming over and helping out. It's tough to shoot inside. It's you know, um, but because in that first half they knocked down some shots outside, you know. Um, but we had a lot of steals in that third quarter that were just us getting tips and being intense. I mean, so I thought it was both inside and out that made it tough for them to get a good score. You know, so. Uh, I guess, how important is it for, for you guys to stay, I mean, obviously in your own gym, it's probably not, not as difficult, but to stay composed in a game like that with a rival where things are just, you know, intense all the time. I thought about it in the first quarter. I mean, we didn't take bad shots, 
and we just <laughs> we we missed a lot of shots, and all of them are long. They're exciting. I mean, it's a first time for a lot of these kids playing a varsity Carson Douglas game, and so it's the kids you know loved it. And in the second half, we just made the adjustment that we didn't have to shoot all those threes, and you know let's get some good steals and just get that get your legs under you. And I thought I mean, thought we did a pretty good job because we didn't shoot very well tonight, you know. So we're usually better than that. Uh, you guys are roughly you know about halfway through your, the league slate now obviously I know this game got moved around a little bit but uh, through through half the half the league slate so far how have you seen you guys improve from from the first first league game to now uh, I think def- being smarter defensively we're, we're getting there um, and we you know I, I we still have an NRP on what we could do defensively we have some kids that are very active they like to get tips or you know get after it there um, and even offensively there's still a long strides that we can make and you know it's a perfect time to start doing it and the kids have been putting in the time that we're putting in the effort and so it's gonna be huge that we just you know go back to what we practice and what we're doing and um, just remind ourselves and you know just get to our peak here in the next week or so you know awesome thanks Corey thanks to Douglas head coach Corey Thacker for joining the program uh, as I said you can you can sense a very quick theme that as as that defense has started to figure it out the the Tigers are putting it putting it all together because offensively not a whole lot of struggles for Douglas, at least to this point this season, uh, Reno did use a box and one on Case and Boggs. Kind of took him away, allowed him, held him to just seven points. I guess I should say. Curious to see if they see more of that going forward, where somebody just tries to take take away Case and, and then go from there. Let let somebody else beat you. But uh, I know teaching teaching box and one in practice isn't exactly the the simplest defensive mechanic. But over to the Tiger girls who went one and two this week, they fell to Reno 43-30, lot, or excuse me, beat Carson 57-22 with an impressive second half, and then lost to Damani Ranch 42-28 Friday night. Friday night just couldn't buy a bucket. I'd, I've seen it happen before, sometimes just, just the way basketball goes, but they beat Damani Ranch by I think close to 35 in their first meeting so to turn around and lose by 14 in the second one we'll see now they've now fallen one game behind the Mustangs in the north standings but they're starting to get some consistent production at least from their their top three against Reno Addie Dorr had eight points Kat Boudelon was seven and Camden Miller was six Against Carson, it was Camden Miller and Addie Dorr. They had 11 and 10 points, respectively. Boudalone added 9. Against Damani Ranch, it was Riley Mello who led the way with 8. Camden Miller had 7, and Kat Boudalone had 5. The Tigers are now 11 and 6 overall and 6 and 4 in the north. And it's going to come down to that offensive set, those offensive sets. Douglas, the Douglas girls on defense... Pretty solid. I think they have been all season, as we've talked about previously. And when we had Coach Brian Mello on the program, talked about how they kind of leave leave the defense to to the girls. But they, when they get in that half court offensive sets, that's where they've that's where they struggled a little bit this past week. So we will see what they look like going forward. Obviously, they are still well in the playoff contention at six and four. That shouldn't be an issue for them, but. Moving forward, obviously, they are gonna gonna need to figure some some stuff out there. But they got time with what that leaves six league games left for them uh, as they go through the second the second rotation there. So once again, they have the Tiger Girls now six and four in the Class Five A North, one game behind Damani Ranch. Um, but they've 
they've looked good. It's just going to be those two losses to Torino, which is a good team, and Damani Ranch, which is definitely a much improved team from the first time I saw them, at least on the girls' side. They may have had, honestly, kind of a performance that Douglas had last night in their first meeting. Sometimes that's just the way it goes, especially in high school sports. But still a team that, that's got some got some pop, got some plenty of athleticism, and can definitely make some noise here come playoff time. Over to Carson High. Gauntlet week for Carson High, especially with the Douglas game getting moved. Both the boys and girls went up against Bishop Minogue, then Douglas, then Spanish Springs, which is pretty much one, two, three, uh, at least on the boys' side. We will start there. They are now 7-11 and 3-7 and in league play. The boys went 0-3 this past week with a 72-43 loss to Bishop Minogue, 67-45 loss to Douglas, and 47-25 loss to Spanish Springs. At Douglas game, Parsa Hajigasmi led the way with 15. Brandon Gronke had 14. It's just going to be finding that third option for the, the Senators, and not that they can't rely on the first two. That's, uh, that's not at all what I mean, but... Obviously, once teams start to take away one of those two options, you you would like to have somebody else step up there. And I think Carson's still kind of figuring out who, who that's going to be. And obviously, on different nights, it doesn't have to be the same kid. But you're definitely seeing that uh, head coach Jordan Glover is trying to trying to figure out ways to to make that work. But yeah, tough, tough slate for the boys this week with basically going against the number two team in the North, number three team in the North, and the number one team in the North. Like I said, they sit at three and seven in league play. And having talked with head coach Jordan Glover throughout the week, that McQueen game they have coming up is going to be a big one. That is basically going to determine who might be the six seed, barring some other upsets or results in other areas but that's the way it looks right now obviously with six games left in league play Carson McQueen play February 8th at McQueen that will be the second to last game of the season for the Senators going to be a doozy going to be a big one obviously with the way Damani Ranch has been playing recently uh, another road game for the Senators they will go to Damani Ranch on January 29th. Next week they go they are home against Galena and home against Reno. So a chance for two wins there for the Senator boys. Over to the Senator girls who are now 2 and 12 on the year and 1 and 9 in league play. 78-42 loss to Bishop Minogue Tuesday. 57-22 loss to Douglas as I mentioned earlier and then a 39-23 loss to Spanish Springs Friday night against Douglas. I believe they were down 9 at halftime. And then the Tiger defense held them to five points in the second half, which has kind of been the the on-off switch, I guess, for the, the Senator girls is if they can find four quarters of, of offensive production, which I know is easier said than done, and I'm sitting behind a microphone. But Lauren Fenderty got real hot from behind, beyond the arc against Douglas, hit all three threes she attempted in the first half to have nine points at halftime. She finished with 11 in that loss for Carson, as I said, they will have a home game against Galena and Reno next week before traveling to Damani Ranch on Saturday. So we got Saturday games back in the lineup next week before we hit the home stretch, I guess, if you will, of the regular season. Quick update on wrestling. Wednesday, we had league triangulars all over the region. Carson bested Reno 45 to 30 before beating Galena as well, 
It was another good performance from the Senators against Galena. Lucas Wold and Anthony Garobo both had wins by fall at 120 and 126 pounds, respectively. Aiden Marhevka and Eric Hickson also earned wins by fall against the Grizzlies. Uh, against Reno, Wold picked up his second win by pin. Amber Perkins also won by pin, and Garobo had a 9-5 decision win. Eric Hickson also had his second win by pin at 170 pounds. Jeffrey Heaton joined that club as well at 160. I was in Douglas Wednesday. Spanish Springs still looks as good as ever. They beat Douglas 72-6 to with the only win coming from Tiger wrestler Connor Morris, who is still unbeaten at this point in the season at 126 pounds. Douglas took care of business against Bishop Minogue, 60 to 18. Granted, Minogue did leave a few weights open to forfeit, which is an automatic six points for the Tigers. So sometimes those scores can get a little wonky quickly when you start having open weights. But a good showing from the Tigers, who split another triangular, their second split of triangulars this season. But that's going to do it for your wrestling update there. Stay tuned to us online, like I said, www.nevadaappeal.com or www.recordcourier.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Carter Eckel, E-C-K-L. And of course, subscribe to us on Spotify. We're on Spotify now, Behind the Bench. You can find us there. You can also find us online uh, through under the Sports tab. You'll see the Behind the Bench drop down there. But thanks again to our producer, Jeff Mulvett-Hill, for doing everything he does with the audio setup and, of course, InstaImage.com and all your photography needs there for today's sponsor. But that's going to do it for Episode 10. Jeff, we've officially hit double digits. I'm excited to keep rolling. We'll talk to you guys next week. (laughs) 